0: Of rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
1: I, um, talk about pressure, though. You talk about young pressure or pressure being applied to anybody that enters AFL, and then you get somebody who goes number one pick in the country. Then they go to the West Coast Eagles, a two team town, and you think, okay, well, how are they going to handle it, right? How much pressure it might be? We know that he's already been on the front page of papers. We talk about Harley Reid here.
0: I, someone told me he's been on the front and the back nearly every day.
1: He's been centrefold, everything, right? And this is his coach yesterday, Adam Simpson, just trying to maybe take a little bit of air out of it. On or SCN? Yes, on SCN, just explaining how they might be able to handle this young man. And we're talking about the state of WA and how they might handle him. I just hope we um, collectively, as a state, look after him. <laughs> we want to keep him for, forever uh, over here. So, yeah, look, he's going really well for an 18-year-old kid who – you know, he's carrying a lot of expectations. I think the way he plays also allows him to win his own ball. And um, he's finding his way through uh, senior football pretty pretty well so far, but he's um, he's very young. So he's trying to take pressure off him, though, isn't he? What he's saying is, like, you know, the expectation here, how are we going to handle him as a state? Yeah. Like, we all have responsibility. We've all got investment in the West Coast Eagles. Now, let's just maybe pull back. A little bit, and lower our expectations, or not.
0: It gives you an insight into what it's like in a two-team state. Like we, Adam Simpson's coaching the state there. He's he's coaching yeah, the yeah. state of Western Australia. He's not. That's not the message for the West Coast supporters. That's the message for the state of Western Australia. <laughs> that,
1: that, and that, what, what do you reckon he's thinking when he picks up the paper and he looks at the front cover and there's Harley Reid on it?
0: Well. Like well, he's so building a team, and
1: everybody wants to talk about a an individual.
0: Yeah, there's so much at play, and, and at the heart of it too is the fact that they've been so poor as a footy club, right? So they've had nothing to, they've had nothing to get excited mm. about. They've mm. been the whipping boys, which for West Coast Eagles team is unfamiliar territory. They've been a power of this competition from when they first came in back in 1987, mm. and now all of a sudden they've gone through this period where they've been. Yeah, you know, the laughing stock in lots of ways, and the, what the prospects of them having a massive improvement this year are pretty low as well. They've got to start again, all that sort of stuff. So they're dealing with that, and then this kid, this most hyped kid mm-hmm. in recent times, lobs on the doorstep. So they're going hot. Oh, that he is the thing where all the attention is going to go because if they if he's been absorbed into a powerful West Coast side of yesterday, yeah. then you're not having these issues because their load's been shared by. You know, the whole, ho- whether it's Jackovic and Mane Waring yeah. and, you know, all those players. But not now. He is the beacon.
1: It's hard to know whether or not you can prepare somebody for this too. Because you get a young kid in, any young kid that you draft, any club that drafted a kid last year, you get them into your football club and you try and prepare them for AFL football. Mm. But what they're trying to prepare him for is something that is unique to the West Coast Eagles. And there's not another kid that got drafted last year who's going to be experiencing the same things that Harley Reid is in terms of the attention that's been applied to him. I I don't know. I've been thinking about, I don't know how you can prepare somebody for that. You can talk to them about it and say, you know, in their pre discussions, they would have said, Oh, look, you know, if we take you, this is what you might expect coming to WA. You know, We only got the two teams over there. There's a lot of media attention, particularly on the West coast Eagles. There's even more attention on you. We've had a very bleak couple of years, as you outlined, we've had no success There's nothing exciting about us. You will be the most exciting thing that comes to our team and therefore you're going to be written about and talked about and recognised in the streets, all that type of thing. And you try and prepare somebody for that. But it's so foreign to a kid that's just stepped out of under-18 football to find themselves thrust into the middle of what he's found himself thrust into. And
0: it's all justifiable speculation and questions, right? And it's justifiable discussion. It may not be an issue at all. For Harley
1: Reid. Not for him, it may no. not. No. It,
0: we're, like, we're, we're, we're you know, asking the question, what's it going to mean? And he's going to be. Yeah. He, he might be just one of those blokes who just takes it in his stride. And from all accounts, he
1: is. Like hes from, He may be Gary, but he's stepping out and he would be already recognised by pretty much no, no, we, 75% 100%, 100%. of the people in Perth. 100%. He can't go anywhere without people recognising him. And, you know, and he might start out that kid that you're talking about, but we've seen people in the past that. Who, because of the exposure and, you know, Buddy and all these guys who think, oh, God, I don't want to live in this fish bowl. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm not enjoying that yeah. part of it all.
0: Yeah, well, again, the personality traits that he has, and we only know about him because of how much hype was around him. So we know more about him than most draftees coming into a, into their first season, mm-hmm. would suggest that he's really well-equipped to deal with it. That, you know, all the people mm-hmm. back home in Tongala and around that area tell me that Yeah, the the Bush Rangers, that he's really level-headed and well-suited. We might be jumping at shadows. He might just take – in fact, he might thrive on it, Tim. He might be one of those young kids and personalities who absolutely thrives on being the centre of – not the centre of attention for any other reason than what we've spoken about. Number one pick, highly rated team that's really poor. The other side of the coin is Jason Horn francis which is a really good comparison to make because he's gone back yeah, to a two-team town, who are every bit as passionate, but he's gone into a really strong organisation yeah. and have enjoyed some success. But he had a tough year last year. I mean, he got booed and, you know, this ridiculous notion of opposition supporters booing him and all that sort of mm. stuff. And then he was asked about it as well. And he... So this is where... I'm not saying Harley Reid's going to be in the same position, but this is where Jason Horn francis finds himself now. I went through a lot in my first year and um, probably can't top what I went through in my first year, so um, yeah, I feel like I'm really well prepared for, for what, what's to come in the future, um, so yeah, I can't be more grateful for, I guess, what I went through, which is probably silly, but yeah, it was it was good to get that exposure. I learned a lot. Um, I learned that footy is 80% in your head and 20% on the field. Dad's always told me that when I was from when I was a young young kid, so it was very good learning about that, and um, like I said, it gave me a lot of exposure for the years to come. It was definitely hard early. Um, I guess not knowing why you... Well, I guess knowing why, but um, from other supporter base, not knowing why. But it, it, was, it was tough early, but, you know, you get used to it. I think Jason Horn francis has been magnificent in the way that he's handled all the attention and the pressure that's come his
1: way. The North Melbourne stuff and then yeah. the Port Adelaide stuff? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think he's made... He made mistakes early in the piece behaviourally from, you know, the expectations of a professional footy club like that AFL clubs are and North Melbourne would Mm -hmm. tell you that he wasn't at the level where he needed to be. Now that's okay. That's, that's an 18 year old kid. I think that's, we have to come to expect that whether you're number one pick, number two pick or number 45, what I hear from him and what I see from him is development and learning and accepting and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why they boo me, but I'm grateful that it's part of my experience of growing up. So I think there's learnings there for Harley. There's learnings for West coast. There's learnings for everyone.
1: Mm. It can be tough on a, an 18-year-old kid depending upon their maturity. You imagine if maybe Horne Francis had gone to West Coast and not come to North Melbourne in his first year, mm. like because of the way that he was in his first year and maybe his immaturity even as an 18-year-old kid in that first year and the way that he handled things at North Melbourne, had the spotlight, like the spotlight wasn't on him Here in North Mel at North Melbourne in his first year, so much it came on him
0: though, didn't it? Yeah, because to that's right. The
1: speculation about him going back home and you know missing missing some some things and that type of thing, but that would have been multiplied by another ten times had he been at West Coast at that time too, and everybody had seen him out or whatever he might have been doing in that first year of his football. So it was uh, that that and and having having a strong football club or having strong players around you is a godsend for players. Like if you find yourself in the right environment with the right group of players, with the right professional, with the right attitude, and then that's the norm around you, then you start to think, okay, well that's what the expectation is of me too. Hmm. You go to the wrong club, you go to a weak club, you go to a club where there's not a lot of great leaders, then that's what you're going to think the game is all about. Should they – Is there a danger of being overly protective of Harley Reid? Is there, you know,
0: and I get what Adam Simpson's saying. I hope the state looks after Hmm. him. So then we over here on the eastern seaboard go. What are you talking about? The state? Is there? Can you over overreact to you know the speculative? the outside noise that's coming in on Harley. You can just say, let's let him go. He's a kid. Let him, let him Yeah. Let
1: him. I I think you gotta try and, I think you've got to try and put some uh, people around him and some barriers around him to try and protect him as mm. best you can. But they would have taken him with the understanding that as you've already outlined, his maturity, his ability to be able to handle things, his level headedness, all that sort of stuff. Mm. They'd be thinking, Okay, well he's gonna be okay to a point. But then yeah, you know, they're going to have to step in. I they're not going to put him out as the spokesperson of the club weekend. They do because
0: he already unofficially has been announced that by the rest of the state. By, yeah. the, by the by what we're hearing. Probably this is a message that's come through. Probably the best piece of advice you give him is call Nick at the pies. He handled the pressure very well in his first couple of years. He did, but he was surrounded by Sidebottom, mm. Pendlebury, Darcy Moore. Jack, Chris, righty mate. That's what I'm talking about. The go, he was taking yeah. a lot of the heat.
1: Yeah, some experienced players who have been around the game a long time. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, like being born into a football family as well. So his old man would have been able to give him some great advice too. Yeah, that's true. Phil's in Bayswater. G'day, Phil.
0: G'day, gents. I think it's, Simo's language is quite interesting. Boys, I think saying you want to keep him, I think Simo's saying you're going to scare the kid out of the state, which is a little, little bit alarmist. It'd be be interesting, um, Tim, if you got Mick Lombardi on around. Justin Fields was similar at, at the Chargers. I think they expect him to be a franchise player and he's going to be a good player, but Simo's saying that we might scare him away. We've got to look after him. If I was a member of the West Coast, I wouldn't want to hear that. I just don't think it's positive at all. Yeah, well, we, without being over there, we don't. I, I don't have an appreciation for how the... Clubs and the media are aligned, and whether they're in bed together or whether they're working in cahoots to try and make this as no. seamless a transition as you can. No, they
1: won't be. They won't be in cahoots. No. 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 They won't be.
0: They have been in the past. The West Coast Legals have run
1: that. But now. it's not the media's job. It's not the media's job to try and protect no. Harley Reid and his career. And no. I mean, they're trying to find. They're trying to find. They're, they're exactly. They're doing. They're doing exactly what you talked about before. They're trying to find something mm. that's exciting that they can actually write about and something that they can turn their attention to. Michael Lombardi, who Phil mentioned just before, he's on our program tomorrow. We will put that question to him because he's got a lot of interesting things to say about franchise type players too and the way that they should be handled. And also, you know, the success, uh, I know you sent me a text message at one stage saying, you know, all these young coaches that are coming into the NFL and, you know, you look at uh, the guy that's the Super Bowl coach, he was the oldest coach in the NFL this year and he goes about it in a completely different way.